O'Neill, thanks for listening to my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 442 now of the Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we're going to talk about the fact that do we live in an era right now where we are in a cut em loose kind of relationship? Um, what would you say? Uh, is, is this an era that we're in when it comes to dating? Because there's so many opportunities out there. I'll tell you what I have found out uh, being on dating apps. <laughs> and it's different when you it's it's different when you're on different apps. And I don't know if Ron's going to be open and share. I'll, I'm going to tell you what I what I have faced on dating apps. Some of the people that I've met, and then also some of the things that have scared the hell out of me. Uh, also, we want to talk about uh, this. We got a really cool letter from somebody this week that referred a client to us. And we just, we're just about done completing that transaction. And she wrote an email to us. She'd always listened to us on the radio, felt like she could trust us. She had told a friend about us. The friend had not listened to us on the radio. Uh, but we, we've all become friends through this process. And she wrote us a really cool letter about our Ron and Don real estate business. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. I was reading in the Business Weekly about a young state trooper uh, who invests in real estate. And he does something that he calls the income snowball. And what was interesting is I reached out to some, some young guys that I know, and some of them are actually police officers, and they know him. And I said, hey, what do you think about this state trooper that is basically spending a lot of time, lots of overtime, not taking a lot of time off, and every time he has a moment to make a dollar, he does it, and he turns around, and he puts that money back into real estate. Uh, he's very careful about what he eats. For instance, he'll go out and get a Subway footlong, cut that in half, and he'll eat part of the footlong for uh, uh, lunch, and then he'll, re- he'll keep it in his cruiser and he'll eat the rest for dinner. Uh, he is very, very, some people would say cheap. He is very, very frugal because he knows if he can hang on to that money, that hard-earned money, and especially at such a young age because he's a very young state trooper here in Washington State, That'll have the opportunity to create a snowball. And what does a snowball do when you start rolling that downhill? Typically, it gets a little bigger, right? At least we saw that on the cartoons. At least that's the way it looked on Frosty the Snowman. And that income snowball becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. In the snowball effect, it represents money, income, and wealth. What's really interesting is I talked to a state trooper that knows him. He said, yeah, you know what? That's not for me. Uh, that guy's not spending much time with family. Uh, that guy is working all the time. He's not traveling. Uh, he is not celebrating life. And I am not about that. Uh, I am about having a work balance of, uh, in my life. And I said, well, how long do you plan on working? He said, well, you know, 
based on my income and based on the amount of kids I have and what I want to do. He said, I'm probably going to have to work till I'm 65 years old. And I said, you know what? They're saying now, because we're living longer, that a lot of us are going to have to work till we're 75. But guess what? This state trooper, he can probably retire when he's 42 if he wants to. And he could continue to be a state trooper if he wanted to. And Ron, this is this is really the mindset of people like Elon Musk, for instance. He says when you're in your 20s, uh, you shouldn't take vacations. You should work. And here's a guy that works, uh, and we know he's voracious, running two big companies and other things. Sometimes they say he works over 100 hours a week. I don't know if that's true or not, uh, but what do you say about, you know, we grew up we, we, we grew up in an era, and we're in our 50s now, we grew up in an era where you work until you're 65, you retire, uh, and then you get a boat, a trailer, you travel, you have a pension, maybe you have a little lake house on a little lake somewhere. Uh, but you work real hard for, you know, 40 years and, and then you go celebrate, travel, jump on a plane, fly overseas. I think about a lot about my immediate family. Uh, and I know that you've traveled to Europe a lot and other places. A lot of them still to this day have never been out of the country. And some of them have passed. Like my aunt just passed. She was 86 years old. She never left the United States. Never left kind of grew up in the interior of this country. I think she always wanted to do that. And then at some point she got sick. So what do you think about the income snowball? And what do you think about this other trooper? And these two know each other, right? Uh, one guy's saying, hey, I, I'm, I'm embracing the Elon Musk model. The other guy's saying, hey, I got family. I'm going to travel. And if I have to work a little longer, that's what I'm going to do. I don't care about the income snowball. What say you? I, I don't think one is better than the other. In, in the sense of people get to choose how they live their life uh, and they get to choose what's important to them. And, and if he really is, if the guy that says, I want to spend time with my family, if he's really doing that and he's like, I'm not picking up an, an overtime gig and I'm actually going to take my son or daughter and we're going to go do an activity that I love. If he's actually doing that, then I think it's great. If he's saying I want to spend time with my family, but then he's really, you know, spending nine hours watching college football games all Saturday and his kid is, you know, playing on the iPad, then I think I would call BS, <laughs> BS on that. Yeah, it was point. funny because last night, you know, I was at a, the Bruce Hornsby show and one of the people I was with the concert with said, it's one of these, you know, cocktail party questions. Like, if you could go back to when you were 18, uh, but you can't take anything you've, you can only take the knowledge you have. You can't take any of the assets you've accumulated. Uh, you don't get to take your bank account with you, your 401k. You just, you have, you go back to being 18 again. I like this. Would you do it? And I, without hesitation, I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. Because what I would do is, what the snowball guy, like if I could take the knowledge I have now yeah. and I think back, I have such vivid memories when we first moved to Washington state, I was like North bend. I was like, if I had any money, I would buy property in North bend. And this is in 1992, I think. Oh, you thought about it then? 91. The first time I drove out there, I was like, oh, wow. man, and I could, I didn't have two nickels rubbed together back then, but that's the mindset I had then. If I really wanted to do that, I bet I could have figured out a way to buy something in North Bend. And so I have a vivid memory of thinking that. And then all the stops we made around, I don't know if, if you did this or not, but I used to drive around when we lived in Michigan and there were such cool, there was a Frank Lloyd Wright in our town. 
uh, that we lived in. And and I'm a huge architecture nerd. It wasn't a masterpiece, but it was like, dude, there's a Frank Lloyd Wright house around the corner from where I live. That's amazing. Mm. So I would drive around these neighborhoods and go, how can I buy? An, I bought a house there. But like, how can I buy another house here? And so if I could turn back the time and do that, I would do that. And I bet I could be retired now. Uh, because if I had started when I was in my twenties and even bought anything, cause in my mind I had to buy the perfect thing when I was in my twenties, that's what I was thinking when I drove around North bend, I was like, Oh, I would need to buy that kind of house. If I had bought anything in North bend in 1992, it would be triple what, what it's worth, uh, what I paid for it now. And it would only it'd be paid off by now. So I'd have a triple the money and zero the debt. So, yeah, I would do exactly what this guy's doing. I, I don't be, begrudge anybody, though, that, that doesn't want to do that because it is a lot of work and it is a lot of effort. It is a lot of risk. And, and the world needs people that are risk averse and they want to just, you know, clock in and have a career. And if everybody was trying to be the right. snowball guy, yeah. then it wouldn't work. Uh, so, you know, because there would be nothing to snowball because everybody would be snowballing. So the world needs snowball makers and they also need non-snowball makers. And so, but if you're attracted to that and that's like, yes, I'm, I'm open to a little risk. I'm, I'm not afraid of picking up the extra shifts. Uh, I'm, I'm not the, I'm the type of person that when something breaks, I'll go out and fix it. If that's your MO, then the snowball thing is very powerful. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Like in my twenties, I, and I was in the car business, I had my run. I had a Corvette, I had campers, I had uh business, stand up jet skis. I had stand up jet skis. I had snowmobiles. You had a, I, a boat with I, no bilge pump. I own boats that sunk Uh brand new boat. Ron sunk my boat. Another story for another day. Uh, and, and really when we decided to start, chasing a radio dream at a somewhere at about 27 28 29 right in there i think we were 29 when we took our first morning job and went to work for the raiders uh and i realized what i wasn't going to get paid i knew i had to let all those things go because i because because i had no I, I i had no business owning those things and and so i really had to downsize when i was right before i hit 30 and then, and then since that time, it was really good for me to like, like I, I, I just went and, and stayed at one of my friend's places up in Suncadia. And when I left, they contacted me and they said, you know what? You're one of the best guests I've ever had. The place looked perfectly clean. Uh, you left $160 as a tip for the cleaning person that's coming in. And I fixed it. I brought my tools. I'm the world's worst maintenance man, you guys. But I, I fixed about five or six things while I was there and, and fixed some bikes and some door locks and some other things. Because I want to add value to someone's life. Because this person added value to mine by saying, hey, if you, if you want to come. And, and, and so for me, am I going to go buy a place in Suncadia? No, because I know three people that have places in Suncadia. And if I add value to their life, uh, then and, and and it's the same with a boat. Like we go out on my friend Laura Miller's boat, and and she says you and Ron are the best guests that I've ever had on a boat. Because every time I get on the boat or I go with my friend Liz, I hand two hundred dollars, and they're like, "What's this for?" And I said, "It's gas money." And then I bring alcohol. What's this for? Well, the alcohol. This is for you guys to drink now. Uh, and this other alcohol is just to be on the boat for you or to take home or that. And you're the same way. Like Ron. 
is a very great guest to have on on a boat or have him come over. He brings that. He's very so so. I, I could be more fun. Let's be honest. <laughs> so 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 really, it, 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 if if you have lots of good friends and you add value to other people's lives, you don't have to own boats and Corvette. You don't, you, you don't. Cause how much do you really use that stuff anyway? And then what I try to do with my stuff, cause a lot of my stuff evolves around real estate and Airbnbs and all. I, I try to be very, very generous with that as well. And I try to be generous with my time and, and, and I try to be, I, I try to be as generous and kind as I can if people need my time and, or if they need me to do something for them, like my neighbor, uh, two years ago was moving and he was going to sell his house and said, Hey, don't sell the house. We'll get your yard in shape. And I went over and I did yard with him. And then I found a company that could manage his house for him. And they're managing the house and doing a beautiful job. I didn't get anything out of that, but I knew that Adam just had a baby and needed help. So I wanted to add value to, to, to Adam's life. So I think as long as you have that mindset, of I'm going to sit here and I'm going to add value to other people's lives. Uh, I think you'll always attract people that are going to they're going to add value to to your life as well. So um, anyway, that 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 that's kind of the way that I look at that and I look at stuff. But I do I do think the snowball. If money hasn't been like money was never given to me, there is no money coming my way. There is no no one's gonna. No one's going to pass away and, and, and die and say, hey, here's a check for 100 grand. That's never happened to me. It's not going to happen to me. Uh, and so I've had to create my whole life my own security blanket or my own safety net. And, and when you have a child, that's when that snowball becomes more important. And, and you guys all know that, the responsibility of that and the commitment to that. Uh, to raise a child because it's it, it's very expensive. So you have to have some sense of snowball. And at the same time, my sister died when she was 43, left three kids behind. There were all kinds of things she wanted to do and travel. She wanted to go to many of the places that Ron has gone. In fact, they were best friends. Uh, so there's something to that as well, to living in the here and now but not doing that on a credit card that charges 27% interest. We will see you on the other side of it. Hey guys, Ron and Don here. We're live from the Lutch Rob studios. And you know what we have had, as Ron has said, because of climate change, we've actually had a pretty great summer in the Pacific Northwest. And oh my gosh, I don't know if we want any more people moving here. We moved here as market 14. We're now the 12th largest city in America. That's crazy, you guys. And you know what the good thing is for the 12th largest city in America? We have 85 Les Schwab locations to serve you. And don't forget, the pavement's been dry, but now in the last week, we've experienced the storms. The rain is back. The wind is back. Trees are falling. And you better be prepared to hit those brakes. And when you hit those brakes, you want to make sure you're going to stop. And a lot of people think Les Schwab, Ron. It's just tires and wheels, but it's brakes and so much more. Yeah, steering, suspension, batteries, all that stuff going fall into winter. You should go get a free pre-trip safety check, even if your trip is just to the grocery store or up to the ski mountain. Plus, maintaining all those parts helps your tires last longer, helps your vehicle run better, even improves your miles per gallon. Les Schwab is here for you. Stop by and ask for that free pre-trip safety check. Tell them Ron and Don sent you. You can schedule yours online at leschwab.com. That's Les Schwab, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. Laura Miller is one of the leading commercial real estate brokers around the Sound. You see her name everywhere. But when she needed to sell her own home in West Seattle, she turned to Ron and Don. Don came with Ron. He was incredibly well prepared. They were just really impressive. And the things that they 
outlined that they were, were going to provide their services were, it just made it easy. It was a laydown. As someone who regularly handles multi-million dollar deals, Laura has high standards and expectations, and she says the guys exceeded them. I like to have a fair amount of communication as to what's going on in the market. What are you doing today <laughs> to um, you know, move the sale forward? And they were collaborative. They came forward with some really great ideas, even little details like, could you water the plant while you're there? They're like, uh, of course. And they would show me them watering the plant. <laughs> in no time, they got a deal done. Laura got even more than she hoped for. And she says she couldn't be more impressed with their service, attention to detail, and results. They do have a way of making you feel like they're your only client. <laughs> I can't wait to do another deal with them. It was great. It was awesome. You did really well. They're awesome. They are just people you want to hang out with. <laughs> and if you're ready to get more for your door and work with some pretty awesome guys as well, it all starts with a Ron and Don sit down at ronanddon.com. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Ron and Don Show. Please hit subscribe. Welcome back to Ron and Don Show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. I have I, in, in the course of my life, I've been on a number of dating sites. Back in the day, may, maybe I've been on five dating sites. Back in the day, I met a woman on Match that I really liked. And it's, Hold on. Time out. We're going to go way back in the day beyond that. Do you remember the party line? The Seattle Pilot, you would have. I, I did this when I remember. I'm talking 1992, maybe. What did you, you do? Mean, on the there was on? like you paid, it was like an 888 number or something, and you that. paid the party line. $9.99, and you would get in a certain number of minutes. Or wow. I don't know, but you would, uh, someone email if you remember this. I think you would, you'd, you'd log, you'd dial in. And you'd put your like a pin code or something. And everybody's on the line together. No, and it would say you have 19 minutes or something like that. And oh. so then you would do a greeting. You're That's like, fun. hey, my name's Ron, and I'm in, uh, I'm over here in Kirkland, but whatever. I love that. And then you would <laughs> you would say, you know, it's like if you're if you're looking for women, press one. If you're looking oh. for men, press two. Great. And then the other greetings would happen. And so in, if you wanted to respond to the person on the other line, the sight unseen, it's just out there a voicemail. Then you would like, you could send them a message. I remember exactly how it worked, but like you'd send messages. And then if you hit it off, you could request to like talk to them directly or you don't, you never do this. Did you do, No. Did you meet anyone on the party line? I don't know if I met anyone in real life. I quickly learned that your minutes go really fast. Wow. And I couldn't afford. Why didn't we, we should start a party line. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, she'd go through all the messages, and you'd respond to the ones you liked, and then they would, you know, be like, "Here, you only have four minutes left. Would you like to add on ten more minutes?" You're like, no. "Oh man, I'm talking to this this person, whatever." No. It was so that's like the original yeah. dating app. Well, Matt, I was on I was on Match, and it was kind of the beginning of of it seemed like the beginning of I. I I'll go all the way. I used to work at a, a Great Expectations in my twenties. I was never part of the service, but I worked in the phone room, and and I that was, was really, video dating, right? Video, and I was really good at it. You guys, I was I was really good in the phone room. I, when I was going to college, I think I worked in the phone room for two or three years uh, every day after school, and I had a lot of fun doing it. It was great, and and it's it's really where I learned how to take calls, and it really helped me when we got on the radio, because the people that we when we would take live calls compared to the people that I had to deal with that would hang up on me and yell and scream sometimes when you when you would uh, call them. Uh, it, it prepared me for all that. So uh, 
And I'm really good still, I think, at, at taking live calls. So I, I, sh- I wish I would have known about the party line. I think I would have been. Oh, the party there'd be line. a lot more options on there, though, like he, her, him, non-binary. Yeah, probably, you got a lot of menus be, to there'd go there'd through. There would be 29 options. So, 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 so then fast forward. I, I met a woman on Match. I ended up getting engaged to her, and I really loved her and cared. And, and, and so, so it, things didn't work out. I went back on match and I saw her and I she was back on and I was like oh it's like a dagger in the heart yeah it is a weird feeling so I, I so I never went back so I was off match so so that was the end and of match you went to farmers only I haven't been to farmers only I've been on Tinder the thing the thing about Tinder is I don't it, I don't think any of those people are real I think it's mostly girls that are on there that are building like a Instagram following and they'll say on Tinder they'll say hey. Uh, I don't check in here much. Uh, Follow me on, on uh, Snapchat. They'll say message me on something, and they're, and they're just kind of trying to be an influencer and follow right. that. So I don't I don't think I've ever met anyone on 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 Tinder. Bumble I know is created by women for women, and women have to talk yeah, to you the, first. Those, the founders of that used to work at Tinder. Yeah, and I think and I've tried that, and I guess I'm not that interesting because it seems like women don't want to talk to me on 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 Bumble. So I haven't I haven't been real successful with that. I recently though I I have you been have you ever been on Hinge? Yeah, I've been on Hinge before. Hinge is great. At least it's been great for me because when I was on Tinder and Bumble, sometimes you would find the girls that that are building their Instagram and, and they don't want to date you and plus they don't live here. they'll pretend they're in Seattle, but they're somewhere else and they're just, and they might even be a guy pretend to be a girl and they're just building a phone. There's also a lot of catfishing that goes on there. Then right now, lots of uh, mail order brides use that stuff. Women from Ukraine right now are using that stuff. Lots of prostitution on there, which blows me away, right? So there's prostitutes on there that are, that are looking to land. But on Hinge, and I know somebody's going to wreck it. it. It seems like on Hinge, you can actually have really good conversations with people that live locally and they actually have jobs and they have teeth. Uh, <laughs> well, the thing that, that the teeth, Hinge Well, did, when you see a girl and she's not smiling and then you see like nine pictures, I won't talk to someone that doesn't smile because I've made that mistake before. Yeah. And, and, and then the, the first time they smile on the date, you're like, ooh, oh. Wow, because I teeth is a problem for me. I don't know if it is for. And well, then also, if you get a lot of close face ups of someone, and I'm not, I'm, I'm just being honest with you guys, and and I know this may may sound, I'm just being honest. You get a lot of close face ups, and then you meet someone, and you're like, wow, that's why they're all. Well, they're, and I, if I'm in shape, I just I want to be, I want to date someone that's in shape that likes to exercise, and, and so I have an expectation for that. Well, we do have to realize that these women are with their friends right now having a Chablis going, and then I met this guy, and wow. <laughs> in person, wow. Yeah. And, anyway, I just... Well, the thing that, that Hinge did, which sort of has changed the game a little bit, and I think this is their secret sauce for success, it's not a swipe app. And so uh, Tinder... Is a, it was the the original oh, one was Grinder. I didn't, I didn't think so about Grindr it. So Grinder was a uh, an app for tra- like um, non traditional lifestyles. Yeah. Okay. And so Grinder invented the swipe. Oh, it did. And then Tinder saw that and was like, "Oh, we want it. Let's make this for for heterosexuals." Okay. okay. And so uh, Tinder then took the swipe thing and went back and forth. Yeah. The people that made Bumble saw some flaws in Tinder and was like, "Oh, it gets really." When you can just open message someone right away, women get bombarded and that's bad. So we're gonna put uh, we're gonna put a speed bump in there where the woman has to be the first initiator. Yeah. But they kept the swipe 
the swipe situation. Yeah. And yeah. now you can like there are are you pet adoption apps that you can swipe left and right on pets and like all real estate things you can swipe left and right on. But um so what Hinge did is like all right we're going to slow this down to where you can't just swipe right or left. You actually have to respond before you can see the next person's profile. You have to interact with this profile. And so you either have to say not interested oh. or you can't get to the next profile before you say, I'm either, I'm going to make a comment on one of their, one of their little starters that they have on here. Yeah. could be a photograph or they have these little conversation starters. You have to respond or at least heart or do some interaction oh. with this person's profile before you get to see the next one. So it forces people to slow down a little bit and to actually consider, am I gonna, am I interested yeah. enough to respond and take the 20 seconds to respond to this person? Yeah, the reason I bring this up is because we just read an article about, is this the, the era uh, where we just cut people loose in relationships instead of hanging in there and really going through the trials and tribulations, the ups, the downs. Because in, in most relationships, sometimes that partner needs the relationship more than you do in a long-term relationship. Sometimes you need that. It's it's never equal. It's never even Steven. It's Spoiler just, alert, yes, it it's, is. It's just not. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and, 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 and I, th I, I think especially, I talked to some of my married friends, and and... Some of them that that plan to be married their whole lives, and 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 these apps are really uh, tantalizing to them. And what, it, I, what now I was telling us like you wouldn't survive, like you would hate this. The, the people that are married and like, like oh let me let, let, let me swipe right. It's like, dude, you have no idea. Like, I don't know. Would, I think they do though, because I because I, I I think there's a lot of married people on there actually. Oh, I think I that's think true. I think there of are course. people out there that are pretending to be someone else, maybe using other pictures. And I think they're they they've been in a marriage maybe for ten years, and for whatever reason, maybe they should get out of it. Or or and, but, and, but there and, is and something the app to be said. Provides a way for you to go out and do some shopping without leaving the relationship that you're well, in. And I think that's really what these apps sure. have become. The so. woman that is the the data um, PhD for Hinge wrote a book. I believe it's called How to Not Die Alone. And it's really, I, I bought wow. it. It's really good. And she does all the analytics for for Hinge. How to Not Die Alone. And um. The one of the interesting concepts that she talks about I is got called, news for you. You're going to die alone. It's <laughs> called the slow burn, yeah. and so uh, and it's exactly what you're talking about. It's like we're in this disposable culture, especially with the the proliferation of these swipe apps. And she talks about don't just be good on date one and two. Like learn how to be good a good date three through date ten person. And sometimes just give, be graceful that the person you went out with on date one, they could have been really nervous. They could have a lot of anxiety around date one. They could not put their best foot forward. They could have had really funny things that they didn't say because they thought they were inappropriate. And then when you know them better, they their sense of humor can come out because they're not as self-conscious. So he's like, give people a, a slower burn. Huh. And you might find that they there, there are studies that show people become more attractive to you as you get to know them better. That's true. And some people get less attractive to you as you get to know them better. Huh. Where, you know, you can meet someone that is uh, on the surface really, uh, I've had this happen, and I'm sure you have, where someone is very attractive physically and they treat a wait staff yeah. really poorly. Yeah. That person immediately becomes less attractive. Yeah, I'm with you. Yep. And so, uh, How to Not Die Alone, good book, and, and investigate the slow burn. Yeah. 
So what I do is I just carry around cards in my wallet with my dentist phone number on it. And I just hand it off and I'm like, hey, you want to get those choppers fixed? Give me a call in six months. We'll see you on the other side of this. Hey, it's Ron here with Mitch Weeks from Mitch.Loans. You hear him on our show all the time. Mitch, interest rates have been fluctuating all over the yard. Uh, You guys have a cool new program right now called Lock and Shop. How does it work? Yeah, historically, you know, you have to find a house, get an accepted offer in order to lock in your rate. Well, we've seen the market and we've seen rates continuing to rise and rise. And so we developed a new program called Lock and Shop. And that means you can actually, as soon as you're pre-approved, lock in your rate with us and you have a three-month window to go shop. If it expires, that's okay and you can start again. But you have a three-month window where your rate is locked and you know exactly what rate you're going to get. That's really good. So that's it's people don't realize usually that you don't lock the rate till after you get the house so this gives you a little peace of mind where it's like by the time i find the one i want i'm not going to be locked into a higher rate absolutely all right so give mitch a call check him out online first mitch.loans that's mitch.loans he's a partner here on the ron and don show lock and shop everybody all right you guys welcome back to the ron and don shows you know we love being your broadcasters and your friends but also we love being uh your realtors too i just want to read uh before we get out of here today an email uh, that we received from Stephanie and it's about someone that we call Mary and it's not we like to protect our clients when they like to be protected unless they're Todd Lee and then uh, Todd Lee likes for us to talk about it at nauseum all the time so anyway sometimes people are going through stuff and and especially when they go through a move or a lot of emotions and they don't want to blurt it out on a, on a podcast unless again, unless you're Todd Lee. So hi Todd, how are you? Anyway, your house looks amazing. Congratulations. Uh, we've done a lot of real estate deals with Todd Lee. We love Todd Lee. Any, anyway, this, uh, good morning, Ron and Don. Uh, Mary, my friend told me Monday that she received a good offer on her house in Green Lake. What wonderful news. Uh, I was very touched listening to your podcast yesterday when you discussed Mary's journey. I so appreciate the sincerity and the love that I hear in your voice. That is why I told her that she could trust you. She does say now that you're all friends. Of course she does. And that uh, I just want you guys to know the background is before I referred you is that we work together. And I was trying uh, to get in touch with her one day. And she said to me, not now. I'm on the phone with my friend Ron. Nice. Because Mary didn't know us before this. It was Stephanie that said, hey, Ron and Don are in real estate now. And I listened to him on the radio. Uh, and I think you can trust them. Anyway, she goes on to say, to me, y'all went above and beyond uh, by outlining the steps that she needed to take. And the team that you put together for her uh, included such a large force of people. And everybody had such positive energy. And they helped her take this giant leap on her journey in life. Kudos to all of you on the team. Even getting the estate sale folks in there. That was a huge win for her. Uh, You two are an inspiration. You are two friends that have embarked on a lifelong journey. And you've endured several ups and downs. Oh, yes, we have. Your nation, the Ron and Don Nation, has always been one to give back to the community. And even give to those less fortunate. I believe you all are in a position with your podcast and real estate to bring joy and happiness, even fulfillment to so many more people. 
Thank you again for taking care of my beautiful friend. I know I can send folks to you and they will be in safe hands. Have a beautiful weekend, Stephanie. And just 15 seconds, and then I want to get Ron's reaction to that, and then we'll close. Uh, Stephanie sent Mary to us because her husband had died five years ago. And we shared this on the podcast that he was a guy, and I love this, that loved to work with his hands and work on cars. And it was reflective in this huge garage and shop he had. He had all this cool stuff in there, you guys. And what happened when he suddenly passed away is Mary didn't know what to do with all that. And she also didn't know if it was okay to sell her house because it was their house. And as she's gotten older now, she has friends that live in a different part of the country and it's better weather there for her as she's approaching 70. And she said, you know what? I want to go live and be with my friends. But in order to do that, I have to sell the house. And I just don't know if I can sell this house. And Ron you had this incredible conversation that I got to watch. Uh, and we did this during the Ron and Don sit down and she began to cry. You cried. I cried. Uh, and it was really all about honoring the home, honoring Tom, who was her husband who had passed and giving herself permission to do what? Yeah. To, to, um, let go of this house. Cause the, the house did its job. And now uh, you are going to do one last gesture with the house, and that is to launch you into the next phase of your life. And, and I, I, I don't take it for granted when folks say, I can trust you, because when you look at like national surveys of, of jobs or professions that are trusted, real estate agent is right there with used car salesmen, like on these surveys. People uh, do not trust their most real estate agents there is a sheen for most, uh, I'm talking like not nationwide surveys. There is a sheen of sort of hucksterism a lot of times around this profession. And so when we have people that say, I can trust you, and it really comes down to uh, even when an offer comes in and, and we can look that client in the eye and say, for your best interest, th this is a good offer. Or if it's not, we tell them that. I wouldn't take this offer and here's why. And, and I think to have that to me is worth the, their weight in gold, yeah. you know, to be able to say, I know I can trust you. And so I'm, I'm, I'm handing over someone that I care about into your hands for what could be a seven figure transaction. Uh, we don't take that lightly. I really appreciate it. And at every turn um, we do put, your interest above our own. Yeah. We really do. And every time we saw a house, I, I sent a, a note out as soon as we sold it. I congratulated everyone on the team. And I, th I thank Brian, the photographer, and Adrian, who, and I've shared this before, who, who when she's staging, uh, she, is, she is so sincere because she knows as a single mother uh, and living alone at times or with her kids and trying to make it in this world, how important these little homes can be sometimes because of the, the, the piggy banks that launch you into the future for the rest of your life. And, and, and to see Zach, uh, who's works for talent construction is one of our guys and we use him all the time. And he got teary eyed. You just, our whole team gets involved. They're incredible professionals and we're all just rooting for the very best result. Because at the end of the day, 
at the end of the day, that's what helps me put my head on the pillow at night. It's not, hey, can I get a few more dollars out of this or make a few more uh, or, or make a little bit more money um, by shaving something off when it comes to a client? Uh, I just... I. I just can't do that. And and when I see people in our in our business do that, and not just in the real estate space, but also in the construction space, uh, I don't have time for that. And I just they're not going to be part of our team. Anyway, if you need our team and the same and, and Stephanie, and that really is that's that's really Stephanie's name. So I hope that that's okay. Thanks for telling us about Mary. Uh, thank you, Stephanie, from the bottom of our hearts, and thank you for what you wrote. Uh, it means everything to me. A note like that. And I know it means everything to Ron too and our entire team. If you need us, let's sit down. It all starts with the Ron and Don sit down. That sit, sit down was six months ago on a rainy afternoon and I sat on her couch with her for two, three hours and we talked about Tom and, uh, and here we are now and, and she's on a worldwide cruise, right? I said, you go on the cruise, we'll sell your house. She's like, really? We go, yeah, go cruising. We're going to sell it. And she trusted us to do that. And we did it. So if you need us, ronandonsitdown.com. If you need one of our buyers and players, so, uh, 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 buyer's guides or playbooks, we call them, you can write Ron, ron at ronandon.com. Everything, everything is at ronandon.com. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show, you guys. Olay! On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.